Hi everyone, welcome to Thursday Night Saws Live. I'm Tim Hard, your host, and uh, very pleased to be here. We've uh, we've had a great week back at the house. I've been working on stuff, trying to get uh, ready for training again next week. But we we had some had some things we had to get kind of caught up as far as uh, our trip. We went we went out to California. Uh, let's see, Sunday a week ago. And more or less, we had three counties to to be able to work with with some chainsaw training. Got out there, and uh, they were pretty certain that things would be able to uh, to go on through. But um, it didn't look too well when we got out there. The rainstorms, windstorms, about seventy mile per hour winds, and everything was flooded. All the farmers' trees over the roads. The uh, campground and cutting area that we had lined up was just a total mess. And so we, we were able to do a little bit. We had about... Uh there 17 that were, um, uh, I guess, from about 15 years ago or so, uh, the classes out there that we did. So it's good to see those folks. But anyway, we, um, we had... Uh, about two and a half days that we're able to do out near uh, San Jose, California, and then everything else kind of canceled out with all the weather. So we we drove about eight days uh, for very little uh, very little training. But I tell you, the roads the roads kind of uh, messed up my trailer, and it busted some links on the uh, on the axles, and so today I have worked like crazy with a finally got a kid in to uh, be able to change all that over. And so we, we got everything back ready to go. And, um, uh, it was a, it was a mess though, when, uh, we had all of the, all the, uh, potholes and things like that, trying to, trying to come back through, but everything, uh, everything is going great and, uh, looking forward to being in Georgia next week with some training with the DOT, white Georgia. So things are going good. Hey, John M., how are you doing? I see that uh, you're back tonight. I appreciate you coming by the other night. We had uh, a little get-together Tuesday night. Uh, David Breeden um, with Husqvarna, he, he uh, is... up for him and stuff, and it, it, it went, uh, went pretty well. But um, well, there were several people that that were on, and and so it uh, was a good good evening talking about some different things of products, and had some good questions, and things came through. So I did want to say if anybody has any questions tonight, uh, you can just uh, put them in the chat. We'll try to try to get them answered. If we can't uh, come up with it, we'll we'll um, so we got bumped off there for some reason. Hopefully, uh, hopefully back. Uh, change, change over here a little bit. But anyhow, what uh, what we were talking about not sure we're back on yet. Let's see. Okay, we're back. So thank you, John. Um, we are uh, going to be kind of over here to the side a little bit. I think. But uh, anyway, what we had had uh, thought about talking about tonight is um, looking at uh, 
some storm situations uh, as far as lemming and bucking and, and removing those. I had some discussions. I put out a, a video uh, a couple weeks ago uh, looking at beginning at the butt. And um, so we, we took and, and started to um, to talk a good bit about that a couple weeks ago. And um, I didn't have everything quite quite finished. And I've, I've also I've got um, I've got a video that I'm working on right now that's going to be on uh, storm stuff, uh, trees and debris that is going to be on uh, on structures and hanging over things and and those types of issues and so i've got some great stuff uh robert albritton uh with uh, treeworks unlimited last night we went over some some pictures that he had and stuff about some different things and i've been putting together some um, some steps and processes hopefully to be able to outline some of that stuff and so uh, working on that but I wanted to go back and and see if there were any other comments and things out there on um, on working from the butt on storms I had uh, a lot of uh, questions and comments over the past few weeks uh, discussing that um, because uh, most people think that the pressures are found in the limbs that are in the top. And so everybody's kind of worried about the, the trunks. Uh, I mean, you know, as far as that, the limbs and tops creating pressure there. But a lot of times we don't think about the possibilities of of the uh, the limbs and things up high, uh, it's supported on limbs, and we think, well, we'll leave those for support. Well, uh, they still have the ability to roll as long as you still have that log on there. And so um, people start cutting with pole saws and chainsaws up high, and, and so it's very easy to be able to uh, put yourself in jeopardy when it comes to uh, lowering those things down. And so I, I wanted to to kind of um, uh, discuss a few of those things. If there's any questions tonight, I have um, I have a, a little video file here. Let's see if I can uh, find it where we we posted it a couple weeks ago. But um, you know, I started off on on this one talking about the planning process on a on a standing tree. And in most cases, what happens there is, is that we, uh, you know, we, we understand that, that the, um, you know, side leans and those kinds of things create, create pressures. Well, when we start to, to think through a little bit, uh, you know, uh, and, and kind of see sometimes after that, that tree is down. And I think maybe here you can, you can look to see. The tree went over and this one was cut when well, the storm situation but you see that the it's it's up on these limb structures and so what what happens there is is that um you know you go up and you try to work on those limbs to bring it down and you have you have no clearance you have no place to go even even sometimes if you try to decide a good side bad side to work from 
um, you know, it's it's not always very predictable because it can it can start to uh, roll in the opposite direction according to the height of those limbs that are supporting and and then also um, how how much pressure they're under. And I've always said what what causes the pressure in the top is going to be the weight of the trunk. So, you know, you, you see this this tree is going out here and you can see from the other shot uh, with it falling that the the actual limbs, um, you know, were mostly on the other side. But you got the one going down this way. So as you start taking limbs off of this, um, you know, it can it can roll. And so not always very predictable. First thing I always like to do, too, is disconnect from the stump. If you've got a, a hinge on there or you've got fiber with it's a storm tree going over, if you've got a hinge on there, then then more or less, uh, you know, we think, well, that's that's stable. But uh, yeah, the, I always tell people, I say, you know, I'd really, really rather have it unstable because I, I can't um, I can't always be able to take uh, what I think is stable that's unstable and make it work because if I think it's stable and it's not my plan is in jeopardy but if I if I have it unstable then I can plan around it and so that's that's my thought process on it and so the first thing I want to do is disconnect that hinge or uh, fractured wood from the storm situation. And then um, what we would uh, start to think about too is you could you could go up and, and take the limbs off here, but what what starts to happen is is that you've got you know 10 foot of, of log here that that could roll left or right. And so if you, if you're planning on um, you know a certain log length, and I always call this merchandising, you know wherever you choose to cut, you should have a purpose for it. Whether it's going to go on a trailer, or it's going to go in a chipper, or it's going to be a, a situation of um, you know taken and and uh, and hand carried. So you've got all of these uh, thought processes of of what to do, but. This, this weight here, you can utilize notches and hinges to be able to lower that down. And if I disconnect this piece here and then go to the limb, I always have an out. And so that's, that's an important process as you go up through some of these trees. And, uh, and also notches and hinges work very well in taking these limbs. If this one is under pressure, which this one would be a top bind or it would be a a compression on the top side would be a, a slide notch or um, some type of a cut on the upper side and then an undercut. Well, if you if you just use a straight kerf in, it can't move very far. You know, it'll only move about three eighths of an inch, and then some pressure has to go somewhere. It has to split, has to pop apart, whatever. If you use a little slide notch up on it, then basically that limb can slowly lower that uh, log weight down. And so as you as you work up through here and you do that on each one of those limbs, everything comes down to ground level. And a lot of times people say, well, I really like to have the limbs holding stuff off the ground. Well, you can go out a little bit and be able to do that, but the best place to really sever it is, uh, is going to be at the attachment point. That's what I've always found to be a, a little more predictable place. But you could uh, also take a piece of a limb that you cut or a piece of that trunk that you just, uh, cut off and put that under to keep it off the ground if that's what you're trying to do too.
So let's see, John, what was your question here? Uh, we've got um, cutting with purpose and being aware of what is happening next with the piece cut. Absolutely. Every every cut that you make should have a specific purpose for it. And uh, because if you... If you don't do that, it's that's not much of a plan, is it? So it's uh, very important that we think through that process. But let's uh, move ahead here just a, a little bit. And uh, again, uh, this was one that uh, these were some walnut trees. We were up at a uh, a park. They were they were clearing them out. This is a, a snow park actually for inner tubes and and skis up around Chicago. And they had these at the end of this. It used to be an old golf course. And they had the, all of these walnuts planted down here. And they've really become an issue with the, all of the uh, walnuts dropping and then also uh, having all of these trees for uh, the snowboarders and stuff like that running into them. So we were taking them down for the, for the training. And uh, so you can kind of see this one here. That one fell. And that's the one we just talked about there a minute ago. And then, uh, you know, if it's still attached, you want to think about disconnecting it there for sure. And then, uh, you know, as we as we work up through the limbs, all of this is is supported there. So as you take them off, as you go with notches and hinges close to the trunk, that enables you to to be able to uh, always have a good escape and to lower that weight down. And uh, you know, instead of trying to take all the limbs off at once, this this weight of the trunk back here creates a lot of pressure in the top. And then we've got, um, you know, a tree that's going to be up and over. And uh, this almost stayed on that stump there. But it's, it's something where now you've got a situation where you've got compression on the bottom side. This one is is uh, going to be compression on top now this one's going to be compression on the bottom because this this end has got to come down wherever you choose to cut it and so notches and hinges can be a uh, a super tool to be able to uh, to use there and also you you look at this how wide these canopies are and so every one of these is like felling a tree you know so many times people uh, I work with with cities and towns and stuff say, well, we don't we don't do the dangerous stuff. You know, we don't we don't fail trees that often, but we do a lot of storm cleanup across the roads and things. And so, you know, if you start to look when you've, you've got limbs like this that are up pretty high, it's just the same information as as felling a tree. And uh, so many times people don't don't think about it that way, but it is. And a lot of times we have, uh, we have somebody waiting there to the side to help clear the brush or whatever. And if you don't, if you don't directionally fail these large horizontal or vertical limbs, that's where a lot of uh, injuries come into play. So, um, and also out there too, like say, John, you said then you potentially waste time recutting and, um, you know, that is that is somewhat true, too. A lot of people go out the limb and start cutting, whereas at the attachment point, you drop it down and many of the limbs can can be pulled back out of the road or go directly to the chipper uh, with with very little issue. So 
Um, they're not that heavy in some cases. Then sometimes you've got larger ones. So those would have to be, you drop it down so that it's uh, stable to the ground and then you can uh, work it up just as you would with uh, the butt of the tree or the log on the tree. So that can be a, that can be something to kind of put in the planning process. And here you see it's across that stump. You put a notch in the bottom. And then uh, basically, well, this one was an, an offset cut, actually. Um, he put a he put an undercut and then went to the on the compression side first and then went to the top and he put an offset. And, and then what we did is we come back to the end of the log to be out of the way and uh, we're able to shake that apart and work very well. And I think he's using an offset cut here in this case also. And so, you know, offsets can be used uh, if you've got equipment too. Uh, some people call it a snap cut or break cut. I call it an offset on the horizontal trees on the ground. But uh, that that offset, uh, you know, it gives you a, uh, some control on twist, but um, not a lot of control up and down. But it is something that uh, you can use. This one now, um, it's supported on the end, and so it's using a notch. And undercutting, and you can see it just, just hinges itself right down. So that that keeps a lot of the issues of side to side movement from happening. And this young lady had one of the, the toughest trees that we we had. It was a larger one and um, a huge wide canopy in it, but she'd never used a chainsaw before, and uh, so she's uh, learning. And so the uh, issue here is a proper stance and putting yourself in the right position to be able to uh, to work with it so so important to, to think through that very important to to think through um you know, you really don't want two or three people out there with chainsaws working on a tree like that because, uh, you know, somebody goes out and starts trying to cut the limbs up to the trunk. You've got somebody else that's working on the butt and you, you end up with uh, something rolling that you or a saw stuck or something rolling that you can't uh, can't keep from happening. And a lot of a lot of injuries happen that way. So working from the, the butt, as we've discussed a few minutes ago, enables you to be able to lower that down if, if that tree crown is supported on larger limbs. Think about if you go to the other side of it, like that one that uh, had the limbs going out in different directions. Um, if you go out there and start to work from the other end, you're always going to have something that can flip to the side or you've got something over you as you work in trying to cut those limbs up. And so it's um, it's very important to to think about working from that butt end it enables you to lower everything down where you're not cutting above your shoulders and and you're uh, more able to uh, to maintain a, a clearance away from it. Oftentimes, I would I would think about always leaving particular limbs to support, uh, keep it up off the ground. But inevitably what happens is that limb becomes a pivot 
or it has pressures. Doesn't have to be a big one. When you start cutting that trunk then in that area or removing weight from another limb, you end up with it twisting and rolling. So very important to, uh, to think about that. You know, so so many times um, I, in, in trainings, uh, I have I go over and over this, and it's so basic, you know. And, but really, that it is basic. It's it's something that uh, uh, if you don't step back and take a look to see is is that piece of wood wherever you choose to cut going to go down? Uh, is it supported on both sides of you? It's going to go down, so your compression's on top. Or could it be pivots in different positions to where as you start to cut, it uh, it ends up, um, you know, going going up, and so uh, your compression's on the bottom. And and then the one that's really hardest to predict, I think, oftentimes is uh, is going to be. Um, you know, thinking through back pressures, and that could be off of a limb or up against something uh, pushing back. And so those are those are very simple. And and we go over those. I've had many many people give me the plan, you know, of what they plan to do, but then they're so used to going up and just feeling through the cuts, you know, rounding over or underneath. You know, you've got to think about cutting the compression side first because if you don't, you're going to be stuck when you come back around to it. So people find that. You know, they, they look at it, they start to cut. If it starts to close, they reverse, which is good. But more or less, if you think through it, if you look at that to begin with and you practice that, it gets faster and faster and faster and a lot less chances of getting stuck. And I mean, I, I still get stuck occasionally, there's no doubt, especially because of back pressures. But it's something that, uh, you know, so many times uh, people don't think through. Just those basics could save a lot of headaches out there working. So that's uh, pretty much what I put together. You can look at it. It's on the channel. But, um, you know, those are all trees that are horizontal. In other words, um, they come down straight line winds, uh, um, something uh, rotted and fell, uh, something across a road. But, but basically, it's, it might be supported on another tree, but it's not up against structure or hanging over some type of a structure. And so that's the next phase of this that I'm putting together a video on. It's going to take a couple more weeks. Um, I'm having to do a, a lot of research on it. But, um, you know, when you, when you start to look at those things, then, then rigging and understanding pivot points and those kind of things are are so important. And in many cases, uh, where arborists and climbers are are able to go up, uh, either you know coming off another tree or using a bucket or or whatever, able to remove the tree down vertically. And that's uh, that's kind of it. But you know, if it's over there at forty five degrees on a housetop, um, you know, and whether it's damage or no damage, uh, those are, those are issues that are a little bit different to approach. And so you can't, uh, you can't remove a, a, a butt, you know, uh, from the root system or uh, drop it off because you're going to cause more damage on the structure. Uh, sometimes you can use the root ball to be able to lift 
as you as you take those things off. But in all of those cases, uh, there's going to be a different thought process and planning process uh, to eliminate any any things. And uh, talking to Robert last night, you know, some things that I hadn't thought about was was thinking through the work area and the structure itself of, uh, you know, um, walls falling or uh, rafters have been damaged, uh, brick walls completely tumbling, you know, all of those types of things as we get into different types of storms. So anyway, that was some of the stuff that I want to kind of throw out there tonight. I don't know... Uh, I don't know if anyone has any other comments or questions, but I'd like to know your thoughts as far as um, how how you generally approach the tree. Have you have you always worked from the tip, the top, back to the butt, or uh, in in some cases, uh, I find that that's that's pretty common practice. In in logging, uh, you know, ninety nine percent of the trees that are felled, they're going walk up and take the limbs off towards the top as it goes and that's just the way it's always been done you get to the spot where uh, the log needs to be cut and and uh, and bucked and and so that's that's just the process but so many times i see with with storm stuff that people want to go up beside the limbs and start taking them off or want to be coming from the other end trying to uh you know, uh, keep off the ground or, or that kind of thing. And it, it can get, uh, pretty dangerous from that, that standpoint. So, but that's, that's kind of the process interested in your thoughts on it. And, uh, I'm, I'm wide open to, to, uh, different, uh, conversations on it, but I have found that, uh, working from the butt to the top and, and using notches and hinges, and then sometimes offset cuts, but using notches and hinges is amazing what you can do to slow down uh, the weight movement downward as well as that gives you pretty good control of twist uh, and side movements. And so it's uh, it's important to, to understand those. And, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, what what what's probably the most important thing? Well, the first thing is, is back up, slowing down and, and making those plans on a standing tree of, of hazards around the work area, looking to see where the leans are side to side and forward to back, looking to see that you have a good escape uh, that you can get away and, you know, 15 to 20 feet, if at all possible, making sure that you understand the hinge and some material. And uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit next week. Um, I had a gentleman call me today, and and we were discussing some uh, some poplar trees that he had in a wet area. He was removing and and didn't have much hinge fiber. And so we're going to look at those next week. I'm going to try to get him on here as a guest on the the podcast and and uh, on the live, and and we're going to kind of discuss through the the actual situation of that. So, but you've got to have decent hinges to be able to uh, control those things, and you have to understand a notch to allow that hinge to work. And so many times people just go through the motions, but not really understanding the mechanics of it. And and hopefully that's uh, that's what we can help with in in some cases. So. So John says it depends on on where the the tree is going. Sometimes I work whichever is closer to the chipper. That's that's some thought process there because every every tree that you fell should be um, you know that that next step is is what you should be planning for. If you can um, 
put that tree in a little bit different angle in regards to your equipment uh, or wet areas, dry areas, all kinds of things. I mean, you don't want to drop the tree into a big puddle if, if you've got to buck it up and clean it up. So, you know, that's, uh, that's the next step to kind of have in your plan as you start putting together the, the felling plan. And same thing with, with cleaning up storm stuff. Some of the limbs you can be able to leave whole and, and pull them back out of the work area and to a chipper or whatever. And then others you, you've got to, uh, you know, cut into smaller pieces for hand carry. And especially uh, stuff that's up on a roof and, and those kinds of things, you have to have to kind of think through what kind of movements you can make or or where the um, you know the weight factors are. Can this be rigged? Uh, can notches or hinges be used to reverse the movements in some cases? And and so uh, those are those are some pretty good things to put in your planning process. And John, you say what what can get me is if it shifts, yeah. Um, you know, so, and, uh, you, you said here too, is, a, is, a, from sometimes, uh, identify support branches in contact with the ground, then removing the parts past ground contact for room to work and then putting elevated parts on the ground all while being conscious of, uh, yeah. What can get me if it shifts? Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, Robert and I were talking about that last night a little bit is, is, um, you know, you, you, you kind of go into these storm situations many times or a, a, a drop tree, you know, cleaning up the brush and you, you, you basically try to, uh, uh, mitigate the, the possibilities of, of accident. Um, you know, he's talking about the brick wall collapsing, stuff like that. You, you've got to check all of that stuff before you start trying to clear stuff out, or that's the kind of thing that's going to surprise you. That's going to be that unplanned event. That's going to be that accident. And uh, same thing, you look at that one limb and you say, okay, if I, if I cut this, how far can it move? And that's kind of one thing I was talking about, and I see it all the time, where people go out uh, away from the trunk to, uh, to sever a limb and it it goes down you know a couple feet or whatever but then because of the the trunk not removed that weight uh, offsets and basically it pivots and flips over and so um you know that's what i guess you're talking about when when weight shifts but if you if you take that stuff off that weight off as you go up past it that's that's where things can start to uh to slow down for you a little bit and um uh, it's amazing what notches and hinges can do with the limbs. And a lot of it I've, I've used, you know, with, with stuff that's on other tree hang-up situations, on power lines with the power companies, and uh, notches and hinges are your friend. There's no doubt about it. Well, folks, I, I appreciate you dropping by tonight. I hope you uh, picked up some things to think through. Send me some comments at uh, info at forestapps.com, and uh, we're going to start doing... Uh, more live presentations. I've, I've got a new programs, some things set up, and uh, I've got the ability to invite uh, uh, participants in. And so we're going to we're going to start putting up some panels and, and people talking about some different things if you all are willing to do it. And so that's that's kind of the, the thing I'd like to see. The more we can we can share our um, 
our experience with uh, others, I think it can reduce a, a lot of uh, incidents that are out there. And uh, folks, it, it always goes back to all this stuff we're talking about is personal protective equipment. Um, make sure that you're using the helmet and chaps and those kinds of things as you're out working. Um, that's the sign of professional. It's because I don't care how many hours of, of time on the handles you have when that that one plan goes a little awry and and something swaps you upside the head or falls out that you didn't expect. Uh, that's that's what causes issues for your family and friends and workers and all that kind of thing. So and it hurts. So please think about PPE. Well, I'm going to let y'all go and like I say, send any comments that you might have. And we'll be back uh, Thursday night and uh, and may even do some things on um, on Tuesday night again. We seem to have some pretty good following last night. So we, we're going to maybe do. Uh, but I know definitely next Thursday night at eight o'clock Eastern time, we'll be back on. We're going to be discussing a little bit about that uh, rotted hinge material. And then also uh, I'll have some more information on the uh the storm cleanup things. So looking forward to, to having y'all drop by. So y'all have a great weekend and we'll talk to you next week and uh, a good song to you. We'll see you later. <laughs>